are living in an artificially induced state of consciousness that resembles sleep. The poor and the underclass are growing. Racial justice and human rights are non-existent. We have been lulled into a trance. They have made us indifferent to ourselves, to others. We are focused only on our own game. That is their primary method of survival. Keep us asleep, keep us selfish, keep us sedated. You're listening to Toward Anarchy on the Republic Broadcasting Network. Here's your host, Michael Storm. Welcome to Toward Anarchy. Thank you so much for joining me. I am Michael Storm, and uh, as always, my pleasure to be here uh, every weekend doing this thing, just hanging out and and getting a chance to chat and go over some things. And I'm very excited about today because today is the last day that we'll do the show live at this time. And the show's about to expand back to two or more hours since we won't be doing it live. I won't be uh, won't have any time constraints in that uh, in that sense. You know, I won't have to worry about you know, the next show comes up or people are just, you know, I, I don't know. It, it's it's a time. It's just about the time. Right. It's just about what you have to do from any one given moment to the next. And it's the same here when we're doing this. There's always something to do. There's always another spot to run. There's always another show to run. Uh, And as things are going, because the network is doing well and expanding its reach and uh, just constantly growing, um, you know, changing, that's the thing. <laughs> so you have to be prepared to to roll with it and do what you can uh, inside the framework that you've set up for yourself. In this case, uh, I've set myself up inside this live framework each weekend on a Sunday, but uh, not out of uh, necessity. It, it wasn't demanded or anything. It was uh, purely out of the graces of the network and and Sam there uh, producer helping out and always doing what he does every week to make these these weekend shows possible at all not just this one but all of them and so there was always the possibility uh, and I've always been flexible in what I was doing because I'm just here to be a part of it and happy to be a part of it and that will continue uh, it'll just continue at a different time. It won't be live. I, I will produce the show during the week. It'll still be recorded live during the week. It just won't be on the network. And then there'll be a package produced for uh, the network, you know, trimmed down. Uh, I really, I have an interesting vision in mind, wanting, knowing that the there's a no more time constraint in that sense. There's a lot of things that I could really expound on one of the things that happens is every week i do the show and i create a page i create a web page at towardanarchy.com carved out this little niche of the internet my little space out there and i provide listener or i provide the listener with information about the show about the guest 
links to be able to find out more information about what the guest has written. A lot of times the guest has something they've written or they have their own website, uh, they have their own podcast, they have their own radio show, something along those lines. And, and there's always something up there to point and, and along with something to point to these guests that I have, these wonderful conversations that I have, these ways for you to follow up and find out more about these people and these ideas, I include you know, some more links. Everybody knows what links are these days. They're just there. They're ubiquitous. You expect to find them everywhere. And and I'm kind of disappointed when I don't. I'm disappointed when I go to a source and there's nothing there's nothing there. I I get it when there's a straight opinion and it's just somebody giving their thoughts on a thing which is ironic in the way that I do it because that's all I do. But I also include a link along with that so that there's some context for you to follow up on, find more information about, to make up your own decision. I don't do the weekly news headline thing, uh, but with an expansion of time and getting outside of the constraints of you know, when when I do this or what I can cut out. If I absolutely have to, if I end up going off on some tangent and it just isn't it just isn't good, it doesn't further the point of the the show or the episode or the guest that's coming up or anything along those lines, it just it's just one of my <laughs> then I could theoretically just chop that right out, run back through, get back on track nail the things that I want to get out, at least touch on them. And and I always do that. Like I say, the, the Toward Anarchy, the website is up there each week, and there's always a few links. But, man, if you go up there now or anytime after, of course, I'm live here, and you visit, you look for March 3rd, you see a thing called the Anarchist Audit. That's That's kind of my thought. With an expansion of the show, I figure to do at least two hours. Uh, one hour will be an interview, a conversation. It's not an interview. I guess sometimes it is. It's just a conversation with somebody interesting, somebody I find interesting, somebody newsworthy, somebody topic-worthy, uh, somebody chat-worthy that I just would like to speak to with about through I, just wonderful, fun things that we do. But then uh, um, the first hour, and you won't be able to tell. You could split them up. Uh, the first hour will be what I'll do today, which is concentrate on more than just a couple of – if I ever even get to those headlines that I generally share. Now the point will be to go through them and give you once and for all – on a regular basis, an anarchist perspective of the things that are actually happening in the world, not just – so it's not just me talking about the things that I find interesting or the few things that I'm able to the, – the thing about it is is that I spend – each week, I go through story after story and link after link, article after article, and sometimes paper after paper, following 
what other people would be following, what they're seeing and hearing in the news. I try to be I'm actually better at it, but I try to behave like just the average person would in their terms of usage and finding information in the digital age in the way that we do these days through these links that we share and 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 find out what there is to find out try to see the world from other people's perspective i i my perspective about the world is solid i there's no question about where you'll find me on the side of any given issue all you have to do is ask yourself is it a voluntary situation is somebody uh using force or coercion to make somebody do something if that if, if those things are true and false in that order then i i don't have much to say about whatever it is it, it doesn't it doesn't even matter you pick a topic an idea a thing as long as people are doing it together voluntarily and and they're clearly obviously capable of of stating that they're doing so voluntarily i i just don't care and so it could be a little bit you know why why should i comment on these things but then again I always try to. I try to put that little bit of information in there, and so why not just take that to the next level? It's always me commenting on the link, on the story, on the concept of the piece or the article or the paper, whatever it is that I've shared, because I share them all, just only a few at a time. Well, like I say, if you were to jump up there toward anarchy.com today and, and look at March 3rd, you would see I have a a list. I, I put, I don't know, 10 or 12 uh, links up there this week with my comments on them to spark within me some ideas some things that i might say raise some concerns about some thoughts about uh, whatever it is through there that i might add i i've already given just a little bit of a blurb on each one and that's what i do each week along with a link for some kind of perspective whether it's about the quote that i share or whether it's about who wrote the quote or any number of topics. It could be anything, you know, from economics to health to social issues to comic books, of course. <laughs> it could definitely be a thing. And so I thought it'd be fun this week to do just a news drop. That's that's where we're at. Go to TowardAnarchy.com. I'm dropping the news, and this will be a regular weekly thing now. And it'll be just one part of the show. And this this is what it, I, I, you know, who knows? Maybe it'll reform. I put all this together in short order, having given consideration to some of these ideas and things all along over the years. It wasn't that hard to just put it together and say, all right, we'll, we'll attempt it this way and go forward from there. So we'll see how it plays out. It's the anarchist audit. It's current topics from an anarchist perspective. It could be random anything. I'll tell you that the news sources, it doesn't matter. They, I am not biased about the news sources. I, I get a lot of the, the, the articles, the links, the stories, the papers, whatever they are. They can come from uh, MSN a lot of times just simply because – 
that's where my homepage is. But it's it's also not a particularly motivated news source. They're they're not motivated by a particular direction in the news. It's about an aggregate. You know, it's a place where you can come and get different news sources brought to you. And so I do from all around the world. And I read dozens of articles on any given day just to keep up with what somebody might find important. I can't determine what that is. I can do my thing where I talk about in my forum the things that I find are important, but that's one, two hours a week. That's it. There's a whole lot of the rest of the week where I'm interacting with people and they have thoughts and, and feelings about what's going on in the world. And they've been told certain things and they have their perspective. And sometimes they just need to be heard. Sometimes they want to hear what other people have to say. And if you don't have the conversation skills, if you don't have the knowledge of what's going on, you can't talk to people. You immediately have to go to something that doesn't matter for what that's worth, whatever that means, or you have to go to your thing. You have to jump right into your spiel. You have to lay on people, lay it on thick. You just have to, oh, well, I'm an anarchist, and well, that means I'm A, B, C, D, E, F, G. I've, I've made it a, a point not to do that at all uh, during the show, not to turn anarchy into a soundbite, not to make it into some sort of a a theoretical thing that we're just here to study. It's all about the practice. This is who I am. I I identify as an anarchist because I am an anarchist and because I believe anarchy to be a particular thing that doesn't have anything to do with anything else in the world, any other person, any other idea at all other than no rulers that's it that's it. and and it it's it's simplicity at its finest anarchy is no rulers that means i don't rule over you you don't rule over me we work together like most of us do all around the world every single day without any thought or consideration for uh, the need for the the want of none of for authority at all in any not not presumed authority there there's potentially always some voice somebody we've talked to somebody we know maybe it's ourselves maybe it's the church the pastor maybe it's a good friend maybe it's the wife or the husband or the 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 duck i don't know what you people are into uh <laughs> whoever it is that you can on any any time at any given point get feedback from get a, a sense of 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 something other than yourself but with a view to you whoever it is you end up talking to for whatever reason you have to be prepared to speak to them in their language that's the point of it and if you just jump into your thing uh, trust me, I know your wife's eyes just glaze over when you start talking about the the new world order. You have to really, you have to hit her with something she hasn't heard before, or or put it in the context of something she's currently understanding. You know this to be true, uh, to be reopen to that conversation, that that beating the dead horse, the the idea that 
in this case, in my show, where I'm talking about anarchy, but I'm not. I'm living it. I'm trying to show you that it's easy. It's a piece of cake, and that all I do is what everybody else does from day to day. I just have a different perspective about what it means to exercise authority over other people and what it means to hold yourself as your your you as the principal the first the head decision maker of all the things that you do in your life regardless of societal expectations or the government or whatever whim of the century even if it lasts a little while lasts a, a few hundred years 500 years a thousand if you stretch it from beginning to end depending on which one of these already failed already gone systems whichever one you choose slap a name on it doesn't matter when it comes down to it the simplicity uh in anarchy is evident it's easy and i i will give it to you a little bit more direct now but in i i want to make it a little bit more of a fun thing and so we'll see how it plays out that's that's just what will happen we'll just see how it plays out we'll tweak it a little bit as it goes along the idea again is to remain uh, flexible try to reach as many people with as many ideas as possible and to also be flexible for the the network to be able to uh, take pieces parts of the show one hour two hours whatever they need to do to put it into spaces where they need to put it uh, when something comes up whatever i that's the whole point is i've always been here with the idea of just being able to be here and being thankful for being able to be here uh, to the network, to the listeners, to uh, Sam in particular, because if he hadn't started it all to begin with, and, and this goes back years, uh, years and years ago when I was on the network, I don't know, it's 12 years ago or something now, uh, not just this little five-year run that we've had here. Uh, it goes it goes way back, and so there are a lot of people and, uh, and a lot of people and a lot of ideas and things that have come along over the years that have influenced what is now toward anarchy. But it took me a long time to get there to find the place where it was just me. It was just a presentation of me, and you could either come along for the ride or not. So I'm going to step it up a notch. Go to March third towardanarchy.com. You see, I've talked about the new direction for the show, the new times, and, and and all of it. Again, it'll just play out. They'll always be here. The show will be here every week uh, across all the streaming platforms. It'll be in the archives. It'll be in the archive. Uh, I, I'm assuming it'll still be in the archive of the, the network once it runs on the network. It's automatic, I think, within reason, sort of automatic that anything that airs, it sort of rolls into the, the archive. But at any rate, all of the shows will be there. Uh, it, it was never about the big live presentation for me i love the live presentation never know what's going to happen or what somebody's going to say you never i you know how many times can you listen to me stumble over a word or you know slip and fall on my face uh, apparently a lot <laughs> many many hundreds and hundreds of episodes and it's only going to expand from here on out uh you could follow the show at toward anarchy just about everywhere uh, facebook instagram Twitter, 
uh, we're on uh, TLB Talk, and we're on Rumble, and we're on a few other places as well. We're we're across all the streaming platforms. Just you just type in toward anarchy, and 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 it's interesting. We've had all the problems with the the um, trying to get toward anarchy in the proper position within Google, and it's hard to do. Because even though you go through their system, you add the files, you do everything that you're supposed to do to make it so that your site is visible, that's just it. They still weight their searches. They still put up what they want, and it's based on you know, whatever number of different things that they have. But I've been able to break through it by continuing to poke at it, and now – Toward Anarchy is not just a search phrase on Google. It is Toward Anarchy. If you type in Toward Anarchy, it'll say, well, here's what happens if you search the words Toward Anarchy. And then over here on the right-hand side, this is Toward Anarchy. You want to know about the show, Toward Anarchy, in its nice own little link. I couldn't I couldn't complain about that at all. Uh, so wherever we're at, wherever you're at, we're out there. We're a click or two away, ToowardAnarchy.com. So to kick this off, we have about 40 minutes, basically, give or take a few minutes with commercials, to go through all of these links and these ideas and these thoughts. And I think there are a lot of them that are extremely important, and especially the first one. So it's important. It's more important now than ever to support free speech. To I'm not talking about First Amendment. I'm not talking about statist ideas. I'm not talking about pieces of paper. I'm talking about the absolute natural right for all of us to say what the hell we want. And to, of course, at the same time, accept the consequences for doing that. That's part of the problem with a lot of so-called free speech is that people aren't willing to accept the, the consequences for their speech. Yeah, they're not willing to accept the consequences for their actions in anything that they do. It's part of the – it's the statist paradigm. It is what – why we have the state uh, so it's more important than ever to support free speech uh, and programs like Toward Anarchy, platforms like Republic Broadcasting Network, wherever you see us. Give us those likes, those shares, the follows, the subscribes. Smash whatever button it is, and, I'm, and I'll use that smash word in both the terms, you know, bang down on it or, you know, make love to it. I don't care. Uh, whatever it takes – like, share, follow, subscribe, wherever you see Toward Anarchy, wherever you see Republic Broadcasting Network. And if you're not convinced that there's a need to, a reason to why the government spent millions of your tax dollars last year uh, producing propaganda in the form of different podcasts, this is the, the first link up there in the big news drop in the Anarchist Audit. Uh, the Anarchist Perspectives on the News. Uh, this story is out of uh, Florida from the Florida Daily. Between 2020 and 2023, uh, the government spent over $8.5 million in various government agencies to help them produce their own podcasts. The rest of that story, of course, is up there. The links are up there. And that's the reason why uh, we need to uh, free speech is confounded anyway there's another article up there about uh, uh, politicians about the supreme court about these similarly similarly uh, motivated political scum 
who continue to conflate and confuse the issue of free speech, the amendment protections versus our rights versus private property, these natural rights that we have, the acquisition of private property and our right to protect it. And they use it to create political and social division across the board that it's a um, it's it's a problem reaction solution thing it's that entire control mechanism they already know this this is nothing new this doesn't have to do with podcasts themselves it doesn't have to do with the internet per se Uh, It just has to do with the control, the flow of information and the type of information that will elicit a certain response from people, particularly a response that gets them into a state of fear, ultimately, where they are looking for, they're begging for the government to step in and provide some solution to this fear that government has created by going around and sowing a political dissent over very simple notions. If there's anything that you might take away from the one hour that we have today, our last shot here, technically live across the network, uh, take away that this is easy, that, that when you do it right, When you take the time, when you practice, and when you speak from a place of honesty, all of this stuff is easy. This anarchy is easy. Being a voice to spread a good information, to reach others with love and respect and hope and some idea about what it really means to be free. You're all rats. You live in a cage. People don't feel oppressed. Well, of course they don't feel oppressed because they don't know what it's like to be free. They were born into a cage. They were born into that system. That's the matrix analogy, right? That you're you're completely born into the system that you never know anything different. So how are you supposed to be able to function, to make good decisions about yourself, let alone about the others around you when you're when you're boxed off from reality you're closed off you're given just an itty bitty little window to see the world through and it's a manipulated window at that and you're expected to be able to get right out there and manage yourself and not get lost in the the mess the morass the quagmire that is government and politics and involving yourself in the uh, just take you the mess that you are trapped in the cage that you are with the small world view that you have just admit it we all do some of it we keep pushing we keep making the window bigger but it's still just our small world view just imagine all of you messed up millions of times over and it's your job to take care of them but you didn't sign up for the job they just take your money and strap you of your health and and your your time and take every ounce of energy out of you for their thing just a mil a millions and millions of yous just constantly you know how needy you are for yourself you know how you impose on other people and and how you can be when it comes to 
fulfilling your needs at the the expense or the sacrifice of others or their feeling or you know this and so just imagine that over and over and over again repeatedly and it's your job your job to try and manage all of those people Uh, that's the position that you find yourself in whether you realize it or not because the, the idea that society is your problem, that you have to do something about it, that you have to conform to it, where you see something wrong, you have to fix it, where everything is right, where they tell you it's right, you have to conform to it. And so, yeah, you're in it. You're stuck in it. You have to that all the weight of it, whether you feel it or not, uh, whether you can express it or not, you feel it. That That's a better way to put it. Um, so it can work. In under three months, that Javier Millet, he's the anarchist president of Argentina, was just elected a few months ago. It's been about seven weeks now, I think. Uh, in, in that time, he's slashed government and reduced spending in different areas of government by, by as much as 50 percent. He's just taken a hatchet to the whole thing. And that's why he's had uh, uh, problems with he the existing system the the congress and, and they're democratic whatever it's, it's similar to our own system relative to your basic understanding of there's a president and there's some other people that he has to answer to and supposedly they represent the voice of the people and at any rate he's had some trouble getting through them moving past them getting some things done but he's ended regulations and some uh, massive currency controls things that were very crony capitalist and stifling markets and competition and and so it's proof that it can be done uh, and i'll explain how it can be done when we get back here on toward anarchy the truth you're listening to republic broadcasting network real news real talk real people because you can handle the truth are you one of the millions of people who feel like there is a dark cloud hanging over their heads whenever they're using pharmaceutical drugs for some the short-term relief can turn into an opioid addiction nightmare Have you ever wondered why CBD oil is a billion-dollar industry? It's because it works better than opioids and is actually healthy for you. However, CBD oil is stripped of all other helpful compounds found in the hemp plant. According to neuroscientists, the whole hemp plant, otherwise known as hemp paste, is even more effective than the chemically processed CBD oil. Are you ready to take back your health? You can try Hemp Paste for the price of a cup of coffee. HempPaste.com slash RBN. Free shipping on orders over $50. See the banners for Hemp Paste at RepublicBroadcasting.org and visit HempPaste.com slash RBN. People often write to tell us what has happened for them since starting Extendivite. Allow me to read one. This product has been a godsend for my father, who suffered from a heart attack about two years ago. He was prescribed medications for his condition, which was so serious, he almost died. But he hasn't been able to afford most of the medications. After researching alternatives that were more affordable, he tried Extendivite. 
Since taking it, he has consistently lower blood pressure and experiences less angina. We are currently on our fifth bottle. I enthusiastically recommend this product, and I am grateful that it is available. To order, call 1-877-928-8822 or visit extendivite.com. That's X-T-E-N-D-O-V-I-T-E dot com. Extend your life with Extendovite. Health Simple with Colorado Shieldy. Fact bit number one. What goes in must come out. Whatever we ingest, breathe in, or transfer by contact must be expelled. Expelled directly as burned calories, through perspiration, respiration, or expelled via urinary and gastric channels. Every element that is not properly used or removed by our bodies become toxins. And toxins, as we know, are causal to every disease and ailment. Toxins are what makes us subpar, unable to be at our best. Be your healthy best by cleansing your body of daily and deeply embedded toxins. Live stronger, and we hope live longer. Shilajit, legit Shilajit, that is, like Colorado Shilajit, is perhaps the greatest homeopathic whole body remover of toxins made by Mother Earth. Look for the gold mountain and medical symbol logo in banners on republicbroadcasting.org to watch the full video and see more information. Use code GORBN when ordering. That's G-O-R-B-N. We want information. 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 Who are you? The new number two. Who is number one? You are number six. I am not a number. I am a free man. <laughs> You're listening to Toward Anarchy with Michael Storm. to TowardAnarchy.com. Look for March 3rd. That's where I am at in my world. And you will see I'm in the middle of an anarchist audit. We're looking at current topics from an anarchist perspective. It's just a, another way. It's not, it's not anything that I don't already do, but it's a little bit more directed and it's a little bit more directed at what is really happening in the headlines as opposed to what I just might happen to remember at some point during my normal, normal weekly ramblings and, and uh, craziness and madness that I go through. Support the network, republicbroadcasting.org. Click that donate button. That's the easiest way to do it. I just put boom, 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 a few clicks, and you can put a one-time donation. You put a recurring donation. I have many different ways for you to uh, pop in there, use your Vote with your your dollar, right? That's what they say. Well, this is free speech platforms like Republic Broadcasting Network, more important than ever today, uh, harder to come by today, uh, and someplace that's just open and willing to have the conversation and let the voices be heard, not unlike what I do myself. You have to do it, and it's all thanks to you, republicbroadcasting.org. Click the Donate button uh, or call 800-724-2719. It's extension 3. You can speak to somebody on the phone. They can walk you through the process, what the options are. You can always just fill out a check or a money order and drop it in the mail to RBN2251, Double Creek Drive, Round Rock, Texas, 78664. And then, as always... 
uh, you save the best for last, right? That's everybody remembers it. That's the win-win that is shoprbn.com. When you shop at rb, when you shop rbn.com, that I you can't say it like that because it's, yeah, you have to do the whole thing. Shoprbn.com. When you shop at shop shoprbn.com. Uh, it, it is that win-win situation. You support the advertisers who advertise across the network, and you and you show them. This is the important part about it. You can give the network money directly, and that's fantastic. Trust me, wonderful. Happy that people do it. Uh, but when you buy from the the advertisers it tells the advertisers that their advertising is being heard that you're listening out there that you support them supporting the network that you them us we're all in this thing uh, together at least in this part of it we go off on the rest of our daily lives the rest of the time but when we come together we're all in this together and the cause is all the same it's about truth it's about free speech if you will so the anarchist audit, go to TowardAnarchy.com, March 3rd. It's the very first one. Not really, uh, but as directed and pointed as this. I, I was just talking about Javier Millet before we went to the break. He's the president of Argentina. He considers himself an anarchist, a voluntarist. He says many of the right things. Uh, he's, I certainly am, am cheering the man on. I'm not a voter. I don't support government. I think voting is a waste of time. But we're talking about a state here. We're talking about something with the gross domestic product of the state of Georgia. We're talking about small. And the smaller you get, the more important it is that you are a part of your community. The, it, that's, that's how it, it works. It's, it's, it's how it's going to ever work. It's the only way it's ever going to work is that if we live or live in small communities, we can, we can have the big places, but within the big places, we have to have our small spaces. And we have to accept that we are who we are and with who we are. Or it's in and around our neighborhoods. It's never going to work. We can't, we can't have a global view that overlooks our neighbor. It's what a lot of people have now. They'll look at you and tell you, oh, I know all about what's going on in the world. Oh, I, you know, I collect all these stories, and it's what I do every week, right? Uh, except that I have a very individual-centric view of the world with an understanding that there's a larger world around us and that I believe that unequivocally there's no question that anarchy caused that that it is the chaos of government the chaos of manipulation and and motive that has caused the problems that we have everything that you see good about the world the the increases in wealth that we've experienced the better off we are as individuals is a direct result of individual anarchy about it's about us doing what we do every single day getting along like we do in spite of the fact that there's this group this ever-growing ever-encroaching group of self-appointed self-anointed miracle workers healers magicians and other uh, useless people that don't actually exist uh, in terms of their magical powers uh, and their ability to change things and fix things and heal people through the redistribution of wealth 
they call it taxation. We call it theft. It's that's what it is. They're stealing from everybody to first fund themselves. Let's get that right. That's the very first thing that happens with every single dollar that's taken from you. They take some of it to fund themselves. And then, as an afterthought, they trickle down a little bit of it generally to a constituency. Not you. It's a myth. There's a a bunch of myths about uh, the economy and what the government can and can't do to the economy. The The government can screw up the economy. The government can't fix the economy. The only way the government can fix the economy is get the hell out of the economy. A lot of myths there. But I was talking about Millet, and he's had all these problems. He is an anarchist. He's saying the right things. I do support him in his individual mission to do what he's doing. He seems to be succeeding well. He's done a hell of a lot more than almost anyone else on the planet who calls themselves an anarchist. It's certainly for his neighborhood. Uh, In the end, his reach may be undeniable. Or it may be nothing. In the end, it may all just go back right to what it was before. That's probably most likely because that's the tendency. There is that tendency. You can give people a taste of freedom, but as soon as they taste a little bit of fear uh, and, and fear specifically derived from unknowing the fear of the unknown that that they'll they'll fall right back in line under a leader under a leadership idea especially if they are given the impression that they have a stake in it and so he's but he's got a long way he's got a long way to go uh, but he's on this path to proving that you can change the system from within. You just have to become president of a desperate, super, super broke nation. Uh, the the percent you wouldn't even believe the percentage uh, of their inflation. It's not even worth saying because you don't believe it's even a real thing. It's hundreds of percent their inflation. It's it's out of control and. Uh, and he's trying to rein it in, and people are supporting him. The system, of course, doesn't support him because the system is the laziest, the worst people in society in the most powerful positions. And they got there uh, by accident, by magic, by a small number of people saying go ahead go ahead and try to take that over Uh, and almost none of even the small number of people let alone the greater number of people have vetted that person and would have them personally walk their dog let alone be responsible for their nation that link is up there about uh, what javier has done with the with his anarchist presidency it's pretty neat Uh, these talking about free speech there's one aspect of free speech that has been a, a point of contention uh, on the left and the right, and that's the idea that there are comedic voices that are being silenced, and there are particular comedic voices being silenced, that it's harder for comedians to make a presence, to make a point, to show up particularly on a, a college campus because they're attacked. Their free speech is attacked, and they're told they can't have free speech other people use their free speech and and their right to protest to attack and protest them without cause and without need without 
without using and doing what we should do the problem with the platforms the 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 facebooks and the twitters and and the youtubes and all these places where they're they're putting we'll see, we'll just say they're flashing a yellow light on uh, speech it's not a red light it's a yellow light they're saying caution watch it don't say okay great it's their private platforms and everything but the problem with this is is when it becomes this this split and instead of the conversation being honestly about yes you get to have your say people invited you to come here they're paying to see you they want to see you they're happy that you're here even some of the people that don't like you want to see you and they want to be there can everybody sit down and shut up for the the hour that it takes and let the person speak and then leave and and to keep their thoughts to themselves does everybody have to chime in on every single little thing every every little thing everybody says particularly in a situation like that or how about this how about this if you don't like it you know you don't like it you're going there because you're angry because you think that somehow this person has offended you by things that he's said he doesn't even know who the hell you are and he's just talking about ideas and he's doing so in in a fashion of of fun and and lightheartedness and in in a way that reaches people is is proven there's plenty of science to prove it i I think it's short-lived unfortunately the the influence of comedy over people in a particularly political or social situation uh the social things will stick with them the political thing political things won't they'll lose again out to fear uh, the the new motivation the latest thing cause whatever it is that they're pushing and think you're supposed to be behind or be afraid of because somebody else is pushing and you may or may not like what they're doing uh they're silencing voices all the time and it's something of a right-wing conspiracy theory that's been started in order to apparently demonize the progressives on college campuses that uh, comedic voices are being silenced. So I guess the link that's up there that I shared to the Fox News story about the canceled comedians just this last week here, uh, including Dave Smith, the libertarian comic, uh, it's just fake news, right? These politically motivated scum are it's all they do is confuse the issue of free speech it's literally the next uh link that i share there on on our little trip down through the anarchist audit it's uh, toward anarchy.com march 3rd that's the date if you're looking you're you're just jumping into this and you're hearing me talk about these things uh there's links there i'm not just ranting and raving <laughs> well i'm ranting and raving with a purpose and a point and i'm showing you why i'm ranting and raving I, i'm giving you some sort of context some background into what it is there's links up there to these stories and one of these i mentioned it already it's it's this problem reaction solution it is government manipulation of speech it's the it's confusing private property rights and free speech freedom of speech and free speech freedom of speech and free speech are two different things you're free to speak uh, you must understand this and the government must understand this and and accept this and everyone else must understand this and accept this we are free to speak you are free to not listen 
If you don't like it, that's your option is to not listen. And it's not everywhere. You don't have to put up with it everywhere unless you're talking about the mainstream media and the controlled uh, programmed press presentation by the the you know six corporations that own the world that are owned by three corporations. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's it, the consolidation continues. Uh, you can't you can't confuse the piece of paper notion of free speech. That's the problem with the piece of paper, right? That's the problem with codifying rights. Why saying that something so natural, so obvious, so easy to understand as free speech? I can say whatever the hell I want. Anytime I want, any place I want, I have to deal with the consequences. It doesn't mean that somebody has the right to attack me. It doesn't mean that they have the right to harm me. But they certainly could tell me to leave their property. Uh, but out in public, out in the open, uh, it, it, you know, their option is to just turn the other direction, go the other way, and that should be the choice. In I, I one of the things that I like to talk about, haven't talked about it in a while, is just the practice of better communication. I hint at it all the time, but I do so for a reason, because of the fact that we are actually communicating more. We have platforms. All of us have platforms and we have space and we can communicate and we can communicate openly with other real people from all over the world with different experiences, unlike anything we've ever experienced. It's really come on in the last few years where everyone has jumped in to the digital communications because of COVID and staying home. And we talked about it before, about it was its influence on technology and vice versa. Technology's influence on our ability to be able to, in such ridiculous times, whatever you believe about COVID and the lockdowns and everything that happened through it all and is still happening uh, that that people were able to take advantage of technology learn more about technology and communicate with each other and during those times communicated really pretty well with each other even people we didn't know at least for a short period of time like we tend to do in uh, tragic situations I, the the manipulations of these motivated scum these politically motivated scum is to alter what your free speech is and make your free speech freedom of speech the piece of paper notion that you have you've been given permission to say certain things and that because you've been given that permission that protection it's weird it's a protection but it's a permission george carlin put it that way uh, it's important. I love the comedy thing. That's one of the reasons that I shared that one particular link there about the the it, well, all these links. <laughs> there's a bunch of them, I guess, that are tied to free speech in general. But about the canceled comedians, because I love comedians and I love comedy and I I, I love the idea of free speech and and I cringe, I cringe at even right wing comedians and and sort of sort of libertarian freedom loving comedians when they say something that is political that is politically mobile motivated that isn't it's not so much funny as it is sad that's it that's the problem with it right is sad like the joke that government is bad or that that lawyers are scum and that we have this a problem with our legal system uh, you know those are all anecdotal things well no they're not they're real very real things that are, that affect everyone 
but certainly millions and millions, uncounted millions and millions of people every year in serious ways. Uh, and it, and it's all for the benefit of these these motivated, these politically motivated scum that I've talked about all show. Uh, it amazes me the lengths that people will go to to demonize something that they fail at. I think government is an example of people who fail at life and who want to dictate to others that there's some other way because they found some manipulation or some control path or because they benefit from that manipulation, that control path. Uh, and one of the things that we had talked about in the last couple of weeks, I mentioned them, were these trad wives, these traditional wives, and then there's these soft uh, what are they, soft girls or something like that. I, I, that's another term that I wasn't entirely familiar with. But they're about girly girls, women who want to be women, that have taken on a traditional gender role. And there's this article, and there was another one today, actually, and I, it, it would have been kind of funny to grab it and throw it up there, but I, you know, I worked hard to get all this stuff into place and put it where it was. I wasn't going to, to drop that in there, but I knew I would remember that there was another article about the same thing, except not this particular wife. And all it is is demonizing these these women who want to be submissive to their husband. I'm not talking about abuse. I'm not talking about marriages that aren't respectful and uh, reciprocal. I'm talking about, and I don't think any of these women are either. Maybe some of them are. Some of them are really weird. People, there are people out there who want to be controlled and but they also don't want to be responsible for anything they do and so they make other people responsible for them those those marriages they don't work out they don't work out real well and and in this case this particular link that i shared with you was it's just it i truly literally don't understand how People will go this, – this woman fails in her marriage as a trad wife, as a traditional wife, but not because there's anything wrong with that or not because there aren't millions of people who are successfully happy in traditional gender roles. That's what we're getting at, right? It's about this, these gender roles because they have this – this notion – well, okay, so another link up there. I know I'm running out of time. These links are up there. They're all up there, March 3rd, toward anarchy.com. Uh, they recently did a study that examined these six textbooks. This is a quote. So the study examined six textbooks commonly used in California, Texas, New York, and Florida – Four of the most populous states in the U.S. and found that none of the books differentiated between sex and gender. You know why that is? Because until recently, that didn't exist. Gender was the 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 non-pornographic way of saying the word sex. It was synonymous with the word sex, or at least it always was to us. Whether it was ever intended to be something in different in definition, it wasn't until recently. And I'm going to, I will follow up on this. I attempted to do so. I talked to AI, and I, I had to just smack the AI down because it refused to give me a straight answer. All I did was ask it, what was the definition of the word sex in a dictionary in 1980? It's something it should have been able to find. I guarantee you, if I dig through searches enough, a manual search on my own, I guarantee you I can find a dictionary, a copy of a dictionary, a PDF, probably linked and cross-indexed and works better than any physical dictionary ever did. Uh, from 1980, 
I know I have one from like 1876 or something. The 1800s. I have a I have Bouviers and I have uh, Blacks and I have all these dictionaries that go back into all these words. I guarantee you, I can find it. And I would like to compare the word sex. I honestly, 1980, 1990, 2000, 2010, 2020, something like that, all along the find a dictionary, compare the word sex and gender throughout those periods, and see how it changed. And I tried to get the AI to do that. It sh- it should have been able to do that for me. That's something that's within its capability, but it didn't want to. It what it wanted to do was tell me what sex and gender are today, and that made me mad because I told it specific. I don't want your opinion. I don't want your revisionist history story of what sex and gender are what they are as an agenda with the the politics and the political class i don't want that i want the damn definition of the word sex from 1980 from a dictionary from 1980 do that i know you can do that it got mad at me and told me i don't want to talk about this anymore after it had told me well this definition of the word sex that i have i can't find it in 1980 but this definition i'm giving you is basically what they said in 1980 and they said no 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 i don't want that And it told me the same thing and then said, well, no, this isn't what they said in 1980. You know, Jesus Christ. If I wanted that kind of uh, answer to something, I'd ask the next liberal, leftist, socialist, uh, progressive douchebag that's walking down the street. I'd I'd ask him what it was. Uh, This this um, this notion of gender and sex, they didn't exist. They they weren't the same to us as they are now. So to go back and to point at a handful and say that almost all the textbooks in the nation are teaching about they're teaching these gender roles wrong there. It's they don't properly differentiate. The quote is. None of the books differentiated between sex and gender. Well, of course they didn't. If we didn't, if if the differentiation between sex and gender was in a formal setting versus a non-formal setting, which is the way we accepted it, uh, these uh, traditional things, they make sense. I will give them that. I'm happy to give them that. Sex is physical, biological characteristics and actions, uh, uh, and gender is roles, ideas, possibilities related to particular uh, sexual physical characteristics fine i'm happy to accept that but don't try to shove that gender down my that agenda that gender down my throat and and make me believe that it's something more than it is that it's more important than just somebody saying i choose to be a stay-at-home dad or I choose to be a woman who goes to work because that's clearly not what it's about. If you look at that other article up there about the tradwives, and if you follow up on that, that other the second article that came out today, I, I was just I did it. I jumped on just in the minutes before the show started, and I thought, all right, let's see if there's anything particularly new that I should mention. There wasn't anything, but I came across this article. It was another one about these trad wives and about how tragic it is for these poor women to put themselves in a position where they're comfortable and happy. It's a horrible, horrible thing. Towardanarchy.com to follow along as always. Uh, Take care. We'll see you next week. Hi. 
Tom Bolton for Ease Off. I know so many of you are finding our EZ4 Carcass Drop and Lift an essential tool for your meat processing operation, but today I want to spotlight four of our new products. First, our right height hog cradles with steel or aluminum frames. Our customers love this back-saving innovation that enhances sanitation and speeds production. Next, our beef cradles with stainless steel or aluminum frames eliminate rust and corrosion. We hope you'll compare our quality and prices for this essential part of your processing line. Our cradles are especially effective when used with our power skinner. And finally, our hook tumbler will keep your hooks clean and polished. EaseOff.com. We make pigs fly. Cows, too. EaseOff, LLC, 417-932-6419. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. 